Good day, everyone. I'm Vince Hawkins, and this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. Coming to you this afternoon, it is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. We had an outdoor service today at our church building here at 9330 Stansbury Avenue in Woodson Terrace. If you're joining us on Sunday mornings, we want to welcome you. If you're just joining our podcast, that's great. As is always, if you've not listened to today's sermon, go ahead and click on that button below. Check out today's sermon because we had a good one. Bill's not with us today. He'll be back with us next week. Uh, but I have a guest speaker. We had in f- uh, from Omaha, Nebraska, my good friend, Tim Sherrill. Tim, say hi to all of our listeners out there. Hi, all you listeners out there. <laughs> Tim Sherrill, Tim and his wife, Wendy, they lead the congregation in Omaha, Nebraska. They are a great couple. Mm. If you've not met them, Tim is a wonderful man. Uh, he told his story a little bit this morning. So again, if you haven't listened to it, you can hear all about Tim and Wendy's uh, you know, courting, uh, meeting in kindergarten, uh, basically, you know, how he went after him, her, and really kind of how that relationship has progressed. I think it's a really powerful lesson. But Tim, uh, thank you for preaching today. Thank you for coming. Uh, you are on your way back from your mother's Memorial Day service, so I wanted to definitely, uh, uh, along with the listeners, uh, send our condolence, condolences to you and your family. And uh, you buried, uh, well, you had a memorial uh, service for your mom. But maybe you tell us a little bit about that. Thanks, Vince. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was in Asheville, North Carolina area. Mm-hmm. The town specific was Candler. It's a little mountain town just west of Asheville. And my mom passed away in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would have been 90 this past Tuesday. And she'd been struggling with uh, either dementia or Alzheimer's for quite a while. So her passing was actually one of those situations where it was a, a strong blessing. Yeah, you know, Mom was a disciple for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was baptized into Christ about uh, ten years ago. Yeah, and uh, it was a fantastic family time. M- many more relatives attended than I was anticipating. So oh, that was great. really encouraging, that's and great. it was great. That's awesome. And so uh, Tim on his way back home uh, to Nebraska, uh, my wife Robin and I have built a discipling relationship with uh, uh, Tim and Wendy, and uh, it's been great to be able to get together with you guys every other Wednesday over Zoom and connect. And of course, you and I get to talk throughout the week as well. And I just really cherish our friendship, brother, mm, and cherish no our partnership here in the Heartland region. So yeah. thank you so much for that. Mm. And of course, it's, it's, it's all you, buddy, because I got to tell you, <laughs> when we asked you guys to work with us every other week, that's a big ask. It's not like you're not a busy guy leading a small church, mm. uh, but you were just like, absolutely. There was no hesitation. It means a lot to us, and your impact in our life has been uh, very substantial, and quite dramatic and quite helpful. Amen. Likewise, feelings mutual, brother. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, Tim's message today, uh, he preached a little bit. Uh, I got a hold of a book, uh, probably, I guess it's, I don't know, man, eight, 10 years ago. A guy by the name of uh, Joseph Hellerman. The book is entitled When the Church Was a Family. And uh, it's a great book. I read it uh, when I was in Columbia, Missouri, uh, with our leadership group there. Very impactful. Preached from it. Uh, really, um, uh, you know, we, we always felt like you know, family is how we wanted to do ministry. But mm-hmm. I'd say probably about ten, twelve years ago in Columbia, we landed on this idea that hey, church 
is family. Amen. And so in moving here, we had our leadership group read that, read that as well. And I think you and I had a conversation and, uh, you know, you ended up reading that book. And it sounds like you've uh, really landed on that as um, uh, kind of one of your themes for this year. So I thought maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh, you laid out your theme for 2021 for the congregation. And I thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about that and, and then tell us uh, a little bit what it was like for you to go through Hellerman's book and just some of the things that jumped out at you and, and how they're impacting you and your ministry career at this stage. Yeah, those are great questions. And I think, uh, first of all, our theme for the church in Omaha this year is chosen, hmm. which is uh, very important for us as disciples to grab onto this comes from several texts, but we landed on Ephesians chapter one, which is a great encouraging book for the church. Uh, And and within the first uh, three to I think verse 14 is what we're covering is our theme scripture. We identified like three objectives, if you will, out of this theme chosen. One is identity and people need to know who they are today. There's so many different things telling us what we should be or who we should be or whatever, but our identity really is in Christ. That's our foundation. We don't have to really worry what other people think of us, mm. uh, which becomes a big issue for a lot of people. We all live in fear of one another, whether yeah. we have it together or not. So true. Um, and then, you know, we also pulled out of that text in Ephesians 1, 3 through 14, this idea of family. And then our, th- our third objective within that is just the proclamation of being who we are, chosen in, in God. Uh, through Christ and being family, adopted into God's family, that proclamation just cries forth from that text. So, you know, remembering I read this book almost three years ago after you recommended it, uh, I loved it. I mean, it was the second thing I grabbed after my, well, it was the third thing I grabbed every morning. I'd grab my Bible as I was making my coffee and that was, so my coffee cup was the second thing I would grab. And then I would read Hellerman's, you know, yeah. when the truth, I loved it because it's so true. I mean, I don't agree, you know, like many Christian based authors, we're not going to agree with hundred percent of what we read. No. But when men talk with the authority of scripture and the voice of God behind it, we need to listen to that. And it just really moved me and how in the American scene anyway, we kind of dabble in family, you know, yeah. even in the church, but we're so torn. We're so distracted. We're spread so thin. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. So I really, we developed a, a seven-week mini-series uh, for our church a couple of months ago and delivered it as part of our overall theme for the year. And I used Hellerman quite a bit for uh, the messages that I spoke into our seven-week series on family. Yeah. And I uh, just loved every every piece of the teaching yeah. One of the cool things, if you have not read Hellman, it's actually, it's not a new book. It's an older book. Uh, and it's, it's an old concept. And one of the things he talks about is that spiritual formation occurs primarily in the context of community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that is so counterculture to those of us in the West, particularly in America. Mm, for sure. And you commented on social scientists uh, just pinpointing uh, American radical individualism is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, we struggle mightily uh, in the West, but specifically in America with this idea of, I think you said today, you know, do it. <laughs> I got to do it by myself. I got to do it all along. And Helena makes the point that, you know, God never intended for us to do all of this stuff alone amen and yeah. so we really are we are made to be 
one to another. And so anyway, I, I thought you did a fantastic job preaching the sermon and talking about Hellerman, but I just wondered uh, if there was anything specifically that, you know, even that you talked about today, there's a, there's a lot of material that it covers. So I just thought, hey, maybe it's an opportunity for you to share some things, maybe that you kind of left out. I know you got to make some choices when you're preaching mm. a sermon like this, and maybe even when you're trying to cover a book that, like for you, it impacted me significantly. When I read it, I thought, okay, this is, this is what I've been, this feels right. Church as family. Yeah. Spiritual formation and community. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, there were definitely several things that, you know, you wish you had time to embark with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we took seven weeks to do this series, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Uh, so I knew I couldn't preach all seven weeks, which, you know, I didn't preach all seven lessons back in Omaha. But, you know, I think the thing that um, I would really want to encourage people as they think about this is just really get legitimately serious with God's word and overlay the familial themes that run throughout scripture um, against what we're doing in our day-to-day context. I mean, we are living in a time of great opportunity, great convenience. We are so blessed to live in an era, you know, just even at my mom's funeral, sharing with my grandkids who their great grand, great, great grandparents were. They were born in the 18th or the 19th century. Wow. In the last 100 years, Vince, we're, we're able to do more things technologically and mechanically than we've ever been able to do in the human history course. Yeah, pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. Yeah. But what that adds up to is more opportunities for us to run at different paths. Be very hyper-individualized, even when we think we're making connections with people. Yeah, You know, uh, don't get me wrong. I love technology. I love the convenience of having a cell phone, ordering my food online. But I was struggling with, conversing with Naz, young brother in the church here, and he was asking me just some great questions. And your young people, bro, were, were really inspiring today. Yeah, I just got great. so much out of their sharing about camp. <laughs> but Naz was just asking me some great questions. So how do you do all that? And I'm telling you, as a 60-year-old guy, it's easy for me to be tempted to spend way too much time on my cell phone every day playing, you know, Sudoku or, <laughs> uh, you know, solitaire or whatever. It's things that distract me from real relationships with people. And yeah. sometimes I go there because I'm looking to escape. Yeah. I don't want to have this conversation or whatever, but, you know, real growth, real joy, real lifelong, what it means to have peace and, and, and um, just solace in my life comes from real relationships, people giving to you, you giving to them and learning how to work through challenging situations. I think that's why we're living in an era where they're reporting so much depression in people today. It doesn't matter if you're young and old, people are seriously depressed. People are lonely, man. They're desperate. And what a marvelous opportunity for us as a church to really model God's call for family. And if we can do that, I know for me personally, I know I lifted up my wife a great way, but you know, it was seeing the church and how it operated. It was being in her mom and dad's place for family dinners that like, wow, this is radically different than anything I've grown up seeing or observing. And I grew up pretty religious. And I don't want to overuse the word radical, but hey, when it fits, it fits. 
<laughs> no, that's a really good point. I think, um, you know, I think one of the things that, uh, you know, Heller, I don't know if you recall in the book later on, I think, I don't remember what chapter, but he talks about sibling solidarity and uh, just really the, you know, the, 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 the impact of just being connected with your siblings, your brothers and sisters in a way. Mm. It's something that I, I know that we, we often take for granted just how connected we are. You know, we spend a lot of time, I think we think when we talk about diversity, we've almost began to idolize diversity and to worship it in a way like we're trying to. So there's all of this effort being spent on our differences. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we have these differences. But at the end of the day, man, we're... We, there really is one race. It's a human race. That's right. And we're all made in the image of God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we, when, we, when we see the various ways that we are similar, when we embrace the fundamental things you said, hey, we got a very simple person, purpose. Mm -hmm. Love God, love your neighbor yourself. You know, this idea of loving God and the connection between that and loving others, you know, and being connected to others, we... we we cannot distinguish ourselves. We should not, we should not go so far to emphasize our differences to the point where we almost forget how, how God has really made us to be together. Yeah. How God has created us to desire and need one another. You know, one of the great points that you made today, you just sort of, a, you said, hey, you want to cure racism? You know, Get in one another's homes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You want to cure a lot of problems that are going on in our world today? Get in one another's homes. And you talked about the power of being in one another's homes. And, of course, you were not, you know, you completely understood that we're coming out of COVID. And some people, because they're immunocompromised, can't be with us. But never underestimating the power of just being together and in one another's home. I thought maybe you wanted to uh, kind of uh, speak on that a little bit. I do. Yeah. And it would be that appreciate, you know, the comments you just made. I think when we take the time um, and we have to make the time to take the time to spend with one another, breaking bread together, because we see a lot of, table fellowship as it's called in scripture. Yeah. And the reason there's a reason for that. And one, we get to see you know how similar we really are. That's true. And then secondly, we begin to understand our differences a whole lot better. Yeah. We stop judging one another. Um, we learn to trust one another more. We learn to appreciate and respect one another more. And I don't care what color you are, time together means life together. And that's the only way we can break down all these barriers and walls. Otherwise, we're just going to be stuck continuously in judgment, strong opinionism, um, and coming out of left field based on our own particular perspectives and our own particular paradigms. Life is so much more full and richer when we get a chance to sit down with somebody we otherwise... I mean, would you and I, honestly, you can, without God's kingdom, yeah. there's no way that's you right. and I run into each other. No, that's right. And certainly we would not, we would not see the need 
And I tell you what, my, my life is more full, more valuable. My vocabulary is greatly strengthened because of the time we spend together. Amen, bro. <laughs> if you it's don't dependent. know Tim, Tim loves to, uh, Tim loves to, uh, well, I think he wakes up, I think maybe the fourth book he gra- grabs is his, is his thesaurus every morning. He likes to find uh, different words that he can use in, uh, in everyday conversations. So That's funny. But, uh, but I do love uh, our friendship that we've been able to build, and I, I do mm-hmm. love that you're there in Omaha, Nebraska with some of my very dear friends and uh, those of you if you listen to you know I graduated from the University of Nebraska in Lincoln and that's where I was converted and a lot of my friends are in the church in Omaha so if you're listening from Omaha love you all Trevor, Mark, uh, Ladwigs, the whole group love, miss you all and um, anyway brother it's good to have you thanks for coming through thanks for blessing our church with a great message uh, on family Uh, just really uh, love the church in Nebraska. Pray for your work there, your continued efforts there. Uh, and uh, yeah, great hanging out today. And thanks for sticking around. If you've not, if, you, if you're coming to visit with us soon, I want to encourage you to dress light after church. We uh, we have lunch on location and we all have a kickball tournament going on. And it's a lot of fun. They're finishing about 30 days. So come out and join us any Sunday. You're always welcome to join our Gateway City Church family, where we really are a family. We're trying to do life together. Love God, love one another. We're not perfect at it, but we're working at it. And you can join us in some kickball as well. So, Tim, thanks for joining us this week. Great having you on the show. Bill will be back with us next week. Again, I'm Vince, and Tim Sherrill's with us. This is the Vince and Bill mm-hmm. podcast. Till next week. Good hey, day. Vince, Vince, Vince yes, just yes. let me... Share real quickly. Okay, sure. Thank you so much for having us here. And thank you, St. Louis Church. Uh, For those of you who are not part of the church here in St. Louis, please come visit these guys. Um, I mean, it was really great to receive from the family here today. Just a lot of encouragement and true concern and love for one another, even though we had never met uh, most of these people before. But that's God's kingdom. Yeah. And that's what family is all about. Man, oh man, that is what the world needs today. That's it. Good day. You too, buddy.